Sometimes you just take your butt whooping and then you go home. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that would normally be him, but not today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. This is the Immediate Reaction Podcast uh, brought to you by FanDuel. I'll talk about FanDuel in just a minute. Thank you for making us your first listen. Um, Just a complete uh, evisceration. I don't know what else to say. Oklahoma beat the hell out of Alabama, just beat them thoroughly, beat them really from about start to finish. Frankly, it's kind of funny when uh, Brandon Miller got a call, uh, very first play down the court, uh, made two free throws, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you know, go ahead and get him in foul trouble. And we did sort of get him in foul trouble. It was like six to one at one time. But it didn't matter um, when they're making everything – and we, we sort of play lazy defense. We just didn't seem to have our best. They were hitting everything. They took it up to a 30-point lead with about five minutes left. And from that point forward, it was just – I mean, not from that point forward, from the from the opening tip practically forward, it was about as bad as it could be. So um, I don't know what else to say other than kudos to Oklahoma for just absolutely slapping Alabama around. Um, now – Let's talk about it from the Alabama perspective. Um, Brandon Miller, uh, you know, came down to earth a little bit. He had a moment. He had a moment where everybody thought he was going to go on that run. Alabama cuts it to 11 in the second half. And then they give up – I want to say they give up um, an offensive rebound that ends up in two points for Oklahoma, and that sort of stymied the run. And then from that point forward, it was just Oklahoma doing really what they want to do. There, There was no stopping them. I mean, they shot an unbelievable percentage from beyond the arc, from inside the arc, from everywhere. I mean, one of their misses, we got to remember, was like a a dunk. And so that's going to go. And it was a great play. It's just they just screwed it up. They just didn't have a lot of misses, uh, is my point. But Noah Clowney, gosh, I don't know what's going on with him. I I feel like sort of the whole team is in a freshman wall, maybe, that uh, maybe that the – the entirety of the season, the entirety of this schedule, uh, which has been very difficult, um, the the fact that they are freshmen and uh, the, or a lot, that a lot of them are freshmen, and the fact that all the Darius Miles stuff, I think all that came home to roost today, mentally fatigued. I've been bragging on this team's mental fortitude all year long. I mean, I've, I've, I've been astounded by how they've stayed in games, um, how they've fought back on several occasions and made nice runs and different players have done it. I thought Rylan Griffin was going to be the guy to do it for Alabama today. I thought he was one guy that came with his hard hat today. I mean, literally and figuratively because we pass out the hard hat. But, um, you know, in the end, it just wasn't enough. He can't – Rylan Griffin's a good player and had a nice little 5-0 run on his own, but he's not going to be the player that's going to make it happen. He can be the spark, but he can't be the flame. And I think we needed Brandon Miller or Noah Clowney to be that flame, or or maybe Sears. Um, and and Sears and Quinterly both had their moments in this game where they it looked like they were going to start something, and then the, the, there would be something defensively that would just break down. And um, man, I I, I don't want to feel like I'm taking anything away from Oklahoma, 
But um, I really just want to come at this from the Alabama perspective. I mean, Oklahoma slapped Alabama silly. But from the Alabama perspective, I guess what worries me is that uh, Noah Clowney, what is he, 0 for 20 now? I mean, um, he, at least he, he was 0 for 20 at one point in this contest from beyond the arc. And um, Brandon Miller had some open shots, couldn't make them. Uh, it felt like even though he was – he, you know, they kept talking about him being locked down. I don't know that he was locked down. I just felt like he wouldn't be as assertive as normally he was. Um, Rylan Griffin played okay. Mark Sears, you know, again, did some nice things, but he missed a bunch of threes too. There's two games in a row where we've had some problems shooting threes, one at home, one on the road. Um, but, you know, coming up, Alabama's got Vanderbilt at home, travel to an LSU squad. I've, I've, I've been flipping back watching some of this LSU-Iowa State game. And, uh, I, boy, I feel better about winning there than I ever have. LSU does not look good at all. They haven't looked good for a while, but, man, they look bad today. Um, then you play a, a middling Florida team at home, uh, and then you travel to Auburn. And, look, at the beginning of the year, I would have thought Auburn was a surefire loss. I don't know that it is anymore. They're having problems of their own right. And theirs are more systemic, it feels like. Uh, ours, look, I'm hoping, or a one-off. Um, so, you know, maybe this isn't a sign of things to come. I'm thinking this really will be a one-off and boy, what a one-off, right? I mean, they beat the fire out of us. So I want to keep reiterating that because I don't want anybody to think I'm downplaying this. They beat the crap out of us, but I'm really thinking this is one of those games that we can put to the side. What's going to hurt is that this is not going to do anything for the stigma of the SEC, um, because I think, you know, Auburn's already lost today. Uh, Missouri's probably going to get a win, it looks like. LSU looks like they'll lose. Alabama's lost uh, a game that everybody thought they'd win. So um, I, I think the league will probably go down today, uh, wor maybe worse than we thought. And um, certainly that will help the, the Big 12's reputation and maybe ding the SEC's a little bit. But in the end, that's not going to matter. Um, I don't think later on anybody will care. That'll be a talking point for a few days. But if Alabama can come back and handle Vanderbilt, and if they can come back and handle LSU and handle Florida and, and go to the, the Auburn game with an undefeated SEC record, I think everything will be fine. So um, I, I'm really worried about some caveats of this game. Some caveats. What the heck am I talking about? Some aspects of this game. I'm sorry. I'm a little out of it. Uh, this has really taken me off my game, too. I mean, Alabama had a bad game. I can have a bad game. Um, there's certainly a lot to be concerned with. Definitely want to understand a little more about what we need to do about Noah Clowney. Um, this is a guy that we need to make this March run, and um, he's just sort of mentally out of it right now. Now, the technical, the, and, and there were several technicals that happened at, in that one instance. I know – most of you know what I'm talking about. Um, I thought, first of all, I thought Bradley's block wasn't a foul. I couldn't believe they called that. They've been letting everything else go, which again, I think they let everything go for both teams. So I'm not complaining. I just think that that was a poor call. And then uh, the the guy who's on the cover, uh, the the wrapping of the bounty paper towels for Oklahoma, sort of slaps at Jaden Bradley. Bradley sort of slaps back, and then Noah Gurley comes to his defense. And as Jimmy Stein said in the text chain, um, our big man was guarding our point guard from their Sasquatch. And it turns out that 
we get more technicals. They end up getting four free throws from it. I thought that, again, I guess technically that's what you're supposed to do, but I have no problem with that. I have no problem with Gurley uh, sticking up for his guy. And um, I, I don't think that was a poor sign of, of just frustration or anything. I think he was just taken up for his dude. And I'm all for it. I'm here for it. But go show that fight all game next time. That's all I ask. And I'm glad to know you still got that that fire in the belly. Um, Noah Gurley, by the way, missed a wide open three at a time we could have used one uh, in this game. I don't remember exactly when it was because when the lead ballooned, it's I sort of quit keeping up with it. Regardless, um, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking but this was a butt kicking and there's no other way to spin it and this is going to be one of those games that that just sort of lingers uh nationally and we're going to have to uh we're going to have to absorb this blow and i want to see how we come back from it you know we talked about how great look here's the the good news thank god this didn't happen against mississippi state right i mean it would be a conference loss i mean this at least is not a conference loss so let's uh let's deal with that one other thing I wanted to say, I thought Nate Oates got out coached today. I love Nate Oates. Signed him to a lifetime contract as far as I'm concerned. But the first part of this game where we were just dribbling around, like whoever had the ball just dribbled around looking for a shot, and then we ended up throwing up something. Uh, I, I didn't understand why there was no flow, why there was no team symmetry, no team chemistry. There was none of that. And um, I thought we needed a timeout sometime in there to say, guys, just move the ball around, get you an easy shot. Um why, and where was Nick Pringle early on? Uh, you know, our big guys were having a problem. Let's try somebody else. Uh, Oklahoma was doing a great job of switch, making us switch, and they would get Rylan Griffin or Mark Sears or Javon Quinterly uh, on that Sasquatch, and then he just pushes them away. And kudos to him for, for doing it, but I'm saying we got a counter. It felt like we just didn't counter. And, and so when I say, and I know Nate Oates at halftime was like, hey, we didn't come out with any injury. We didn't come out with any fight, whatever. I agree with him, but I think he's got to do that too. So, um, you know, I thought it was just a poor game plan. I thought it was poor execution of whatever game plan we had. The, when you have poor execution of a poor game plan, it's a more than a double whammy. It's exponential. It's a quadruple whammy. And then when you add in that you're not really playing defense either and you're on the road, and um, this team really needs to beat you to beef up their resume. That, that's, that, it just does not bode well. I want to tell everybody about FanDuel. Love, love, love FanDuel. Thank them so much for coming on board. Um, we really do appreciate them. Go to uh, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. I mean, they, they really want to uh, hear from you. They're the best absolute best. FanDuel is the best. Go check them out. You will absolutely love me and bet on whatever you want to bet on. Basketball, football, whatever. You can do player props. It's a ton of fun as I'm all I'm hoping right at this minute is I'm doing this right before the game ends that Alabama doesn't give up 100 points. <laughs> That's all I'm hoping. Um, if maybe you could do a prop that Alabama wouldn't give up 100 points, I don't know. But uh, FanDuel.com slash LockedOnBama. Go check them out. You will not regret it. You'll really love it. So that's going to do it for this episode. I just wanted to have an instant reaction because I'm pissed. I'm sure you're pissed. And so uh, let's just all be pissed together for a minute and let's get over it. And then let's go kick some butt ourselves on Tuesday night.